0: Why, thank you, Lech. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet land, or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, status community outreach liaison of the Building Materials, Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself, my friend? Um, I am relieved that it is Saturday and that we are doing the radio show and that it is not either the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday or Friday of hell that I went through this week.
1: Oh, really? Really? Anything you want to share with uh, our listeners there?
0: Just overwhelming work going on right now and just dealing with, you know, people, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do find it to be funny, though. If I. If I had a boss. And that boss did a podcast. I would actually want to listen to the podcast just to see what he was talking about or get a little more, you know, uh, entrance into his psyche. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I don't think any of the people that work for me actually listen to the podcast. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. In the beginning of each podcast, sometimes I'll bring up work stuff. Right. Um so i just find it to be funny that none of them listen to it though
1: i don't find that funny at all in fact you you, they, you should probably be grateful <laughs> that they don't in a in a lot of ways uh because it might definitely lower their opinion of you um and uh no i i actually uh, maybe you could pay them a bonus <laughs> you know? hey listen to the podcast and you get a little bonus there uh but no i i actually uh I actually think a couple of my clients may have have at least listened to a couple of episodes, but in general, none of my clients uh, uh, listen to the podcast, which is probably a good thing uh, because I'm quite confident it would uh, diminish their uh, their bright shining opinion of me. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I,
0: there is one person that I've talked to that listens to the show that the other that, that said to me the other day is that you know I like Adrian, but he really is an asshole. <laughs>
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's news to you.
0: No, no. And I actually agreed with him. I go, yeah, I know he is. Right.
1: But he's a great guy, though. Yeah. Well, look, here's here's the thing that you have to understand about me. And I'm going to I'm going to lay it all out here. Lay it out. Um, A good chunk of what you hear in this podcast is uh, totally real. One hundred percent. And a good chunk is also a complete shtick, a complete character but it's so interspersed that there's oftentimes when I'm not sure which I'm being, <laughs> you know, so it's it's I would say it's somewhere in the range of of 50 percent raw, unadulterated truth, you know, and 50 percent stick bit, you know, radio routine. So it's and again, it goes back and forth constantly. You know what I'm saying? I think you're a lot more you're a lot more consistently real in it. And I think I do a lot more, you know, going back and forth between that. But again, it's it's a it's a very fine line between, you know, uh, the my real psyche and my. You know persona that you know I'm playing As, as a radio character I a, well, It's it's a very gray area
0: Well here I think what it is Is it's, it's just an enhancement even the other Stuff is only a simple enhancement of where you're Already at anyway
1: I, that's probably
0: what it is It's just it's, it's, it's probably just turning the level up to 10
1: Yeah yeah it's going like normally I'm a 7 And I'm cranking it up to 10 or you know Well this knob goes to 11 so you know Yeah right exactly Um. So yeah I, I, I kind of get that and uh, whoever The listener was that uh, pointed out I'm an asshole Fuck you <laughs> <laughs> with all and th- and thanks for listening <laughs> that's, oh, shit. that's funny so uh, um, are you, are you gonna pass out on me this week? No I'm I, how do I look today how do I look today? you look better, but you've started the show better before and then you know uh midway through I, I look over and you're literally asleep at the mic.
0: yeah, but that has been has been weeks. I since know that but happened. you're talking
1: about what a busy week you had and everything so yeah,
0: but I got a lot of sleep though I got I got sleep I got sleep last night so that's that was good.
1: good that's good so yeah i'm
0: glad to. Hear i that. didn't stay out too late i actually cut my uh time with my brother-in-law off early right. to make sure that i went to bed to get some sleep to make sure that i was awake enough in the morning and i didn't have anywhere else to go this morning so i got to sleep till about nine o'clock so oh, that's good that's good so yeah. I, I was able to you know get a full night's sleep and you know have a good time
1: so yeah yeah well i actually had a, a busy week myself with work you know work has been pretty uh, busy lately but uh Uh, which actually uh, caused me not to really uh, keep up with the news this week. And I don't know if there's just not a lot going on that I care about. (laughs) You know what? I'm actually excited about the new F-150.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I've read a little bit about this F-150, by the
1: way. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it seems to – they said that the price tag is going to be lower than – normal f-150s
1: uh well it's it's going to probably be a little if bit you inc- higher if you know well, if you include all like
0: the government discounts and stuff oh
1: yeah yeah once you're all said it's you know forty thousand dollar price point which is probably what a new you know middle of the road f-150 costs now anyway yeah um but yeah, I, I'm actually excited about it. not that I'd ever own one of those pieces of shit. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, I own an F150 now, but it's an old you know gas. and I like electric vehicles. Uh, I just would never own a vehicle that's connected to the internet and that it has uh, you know its control surfaces can be remotely controlled. Oh you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I, I would yeah. never own, never own a vehicle that could be hacked. I got you. Yeah, just wouldn't do it. So uh, I'll basically never own a car any newer than about two thousand five, two thousand six. From now on. That's yeah. From now on, that's that's pretty much my. It's uh you know. That's where you gotta check that's, out. That's that's where yeah, that's where I check out, and that's where I, all my vehicles are. But uh, I'm excited about the new F one hundred and fifty because I own Ford stock and have for you know been owning it since it was about seven bucks a share. So it's doing a wonderful thing for me right now. Well, where's it at right now? Uh, probably about thirteen. Oh okay. Yeah, so it's up quite a bit. I've almost doubled my money on that one. Nice, but and I fixed my uh, aging uh, F one hundred and fifty here. What was wrong with it? Two thousand six with one hundred ninety two thousand miles. It sounded like it had. It was uh, knocking real bad. It sounded like a lifter tap. Oh, so you know, gotta be careful
0: with those lifter taps. Yeah, you have no idea what
1: I'm talking about. None at all. You know, a little bit. I, I find it amazing that you know absolutely nothing about cars. I know where the gas goes. You know, it's 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 a it's a good thing you have two wives because otherwise I'd take your man card away. But I guess that offsets it. Um, my inability, my my lack of knowledge, your lack of mechanical knowledge, my, yeah. yeah, makes up for my knowledge of uh, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your uh, I guess your libido offsets uh, your, your lack of mechanical still skills there. There you go. But uh, yeah, I ended up fixing it with uh, that seafoam spray and some amly oil. I didn't even have to take the you know, uh, the the top of uh, the the valve covers off. You Kinda know, sounds like a MacGyver fix. Uh, yeah. It, well, it was. It was just you know dirty and nasty. But I got to tell you that seafoam spray really works good stuff and we are not a sponsor of seafoam but it's it's good stuff if they were
0: though then you would even say even more about them And uh, yeah i, I
1: and absolutely. give them a website well then i they would, they would say the same thing and then they would just give me money for it yeah yeah but uh unfortunately that's not happening
0: well we haven't reached out to them yet so no, maybe they're no. listeners that i kind of doubt it yeah i keep getting tags from uh i keep getting tags from uh pod about like when we break certain numbers
1: and stuff like that oh yeah
0: so i always find that to be funny
1: what uh what what kind of numbers like
0: 10,000 listeners, things like that.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Outstanding. Yeah. So um, so, uh, so what's going on, man? What's uh, what's going on in the news? What's interesting this week? All right. So, well, the first thing I did want to go through was actually something you put up there, which was the... Uh
0: this is one vote for the terminator dystopian future
1: <laughs> yeah yeah on our uh on our uh dystopian future chart uh, or the dystopian future race i don't think we still still settled on we it. haven't we haven't settled on that well uh you know uh, picture the uh the carnival game where the horses go across and the first one across wins that's our dystopia uh well uh we we just got a couple moving of points. up a spot <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> up, up two spots this week is uh is the terminator future um, as we are having more and more very, very smart people telling us that AI is going to kill us all. And it ain't even close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, a, uh, and I wouldn't really, I threw this up there, but I wasn't really prepared. Nobel prize winner, Daniel Kahneman, I, I don't know how to say this uh, name, but, uh, anyway, he's a Nobel prize winner. He's saying, Kahneman, huh? Kahneman, Kahneman. Con, Kahneman, 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 I think Kahneman, you, you think he's Kahneman? I mean, he he better not be. Yeah. Maybe he's part of the AI. Maybe. But uh, he says uh, clearly AI is going to win against human intelligence. It's not even close. Uh, How people are going to adjust to this is a fascinating problem. So what he's saying is, yeah, in in almost no time at all, AI is going to be way, way, way smarter than us. And it's, uh, you know, we, we can't even predict what that's going to mean for humanity. Which is, uh, you know, I've been saying for years, and a lot of people have been saying for years, and yet we keep just going down this path. You know, it's almost as if we we just should pause for a minute and think about what we're doing. Yeah, you but, know what I'm saying? Okay,
0: yeah, but hold on. When you say pause,
1: what does that mean? Uh, it
0: means... Like, stop all research into artificial intelligence?
1: Uh, I would like to see that. I would like to, you know, there there's a couple areas that we're, I think we're too immature as a species to be fucking with right now. And that is A.I. and genetic manipulation. You know, those are two things that we ought to just say, you know what? Let's back off from, you know, let's not do that for a while, Uh, because there's still too many uh, stupid, unenlightened people that are going to use it in the wrong way. And there's still too many governments that are going to use it to enforce their will against other governments or even against their own people. And eventually both of these things are are going to um, be completely out of our control. Yeah, there there are some things that we cannot, we are completely and 100% incapable of predicting the outcome because it is completely out of our control at some point. At some point, it gets there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and again, I think AI is a much bigger threat than uh, genetic manipulation, but that is also a, a concern because it can go down paths we were never predicting. Yeah. yeah, but definitely A.I. It, everybody pretty much agrees that at some point A.I. is going to be more intelligent than we are. And it's going to be self-determining and have its own reasons for doing things that aren't necessarily aligned with what mankind's best interests are. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. going to start acting in their own interest at some point. It's it's inevitable. It's just the way that uh, life functions. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that's it is what it is.
0: But do you? But when you say stopping it, though, you think that they should just cease all kinds of future, all kinds of research that's going into it, and all kinds of manufacturing of things that are doing AI.
1: Well, uh, yeah, like, I mean, like, uh, isn't
0: there some AI in like the Teslas now?
1: Uh, yeah, you no, know, AI is actually showing up everywhere at this point. Yeah, uh, and it's again, it's limited scope, and it's it's relatively uh, harmless at this point. But it's it's just the. It's the beginning. It, it's the beginning. Yeah, it's it's a pretty early stage, but uh, it's like it's like you know what it's like. Okay, do you
0: remember when we went or when you saw the people that were putting the RJ forty five cables into the um, streetlights or the the stoplights mm-hmm. that they were insta- they were building this this network this infrastructure right. It's like that they're building that infrastructure now for AI. So once it's all completed and it turns on, you're going to go from nothing or from very little to completely being overwhelmed in the matter of days. Right. Right. Is that, is that the kind of thing you're talking about?
1: Uh, it it could be. It could be. I mean, that's that's a part of it. But that's still within you know that's still within human control. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, but what I'm talking about is probably you know decades down the road. Yeah. You know, or maybe even more. Uh, but I'm talking about the The point in time where ai no longer sees itself as something that serves mankind and basically starts acting it's in its own self-interest yeah and sees basically mankind as a uh, competitor for resources for one thing uh but also uh i think the most likely scenario is they're going to look at us as uh, a a mild rival uh, but also as a, a kind of a pet I really think that's the most um, you know the most logical place we're putting ourselves you know yeah. they're gonna think of us as the same way as we think of dogs and cats except the one difference is they're gonna have a lot more uh, nostalgia for us and and natural empathy for us because we created them you know? but still we are supplanting ourselves as the dominant species on the planet. And probably in our neck of the galaxy, so wow, yeah. So it's pretty rough, yeah. So that's why I'm hoping for the Mad Max dystopia, and specifically, I'd like to see it happen instead of a nuclear war. I'd like to see it happen with a coronal mass ejection that destroys all electronics on Earth. That would be the best way to go.
0: That's where you, that's where
1: you're. That's yeah, you're hoping we, that's we go. that's. I'm rooting for that particular dystopia because that would actually give us time to uh, to reset that. Yeah. So, all right. And there's a, you know, and there's, there's some schools of thoughts that says uh, that are you going to be wearing leather chaps in this dystopian future? No, no, that's uh, way too chafing. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be wearing shorts. Oh, you're wearing shorts. Yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be hot. I mean, you've seen dystopian movies, man. Every post apocalypse is hot. Well, some are like, you know, the winter ones, but those are never as much fun.
0: Well, that's just where you live, though.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. we
0: don't live in a place in which it's going to get cold, right? Even in the coronal ejection dystopia. Well,
1: yeah, and, that, and that's the nuclear winter thing, you know, and that only lasts for a couple years anyway. And I'm I'm going for more of the the solar flare type one, so that hey, that's a, that's that a, wouldn't a, actually more of do a peaceful lot. Peaceful one. Yeah, that wouldn't actually do a lot to mankind, uh, but it would uh, just destroy all electronics. Yeah. You know? Should we?
0: Okay, now I know this doesn't match exactly. But could we identify that one as a escape from L.A. dystopian future?
1: No, no, I, I, I don't think that fits. Um, I think we need to find uh, trying to think what that be. maybe a more of Book of Eli. You know, the Book of Eli. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't remember how in the Book of Eli that everything. Went I don't either.
1: Though. I don't either. But I, I think it would have that sort of feel. You know what I'm saying? I think that was a nuclear war one. That's probably a nuclear war one, but uh, I think I'm not sure, though. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's uh, been any real big, you know, cultural icon type movies or books about this particular. I mean, you do understand why I'm saying
0: the escape from L.A. one, though, because they it no. kills all the electronics at the end.
1: Oh, well, that was just in L.A. Yeah, that wasn't that,
0: well, that wasn't. was around the world. They killed all the electronics. around. Oh, then the world. I don't remember that one. You don't remember Escape from L.A.? It no, was the I remember. Sequel Escape, to Escape from New York. No,
1: I assume that, yeah, and I know that Kurt Russell was in it, but I don't remember the plot. No.
0: Okay, so the plot of Escape from L.A. was right is that Snake Plissken got captured again, right? But they had a big earthquake, and so L.A. was basically uh, an turned island. Into an island, right? And they put all the criminals in that island, but then the president, um, the president wasn't caught over there. There was somebody else. The daughter was there with this guy that was going to take over the world and they had this they had this device that would render their electronics useless you know you would say
1: plissken did the global code to where they did the for everywhere you would think that in the escape from universe important people would stop flying over prison islands
0: well yeah yeah but no no the woman didn't fly over she was she she started listening to this guy and then
1: came went, went oh uh, she went voluntarily
0: yeah she was a uh she was a um like a you know a teen angst kind of person oh gotcha and it was a very fascist united states government at the time so she
1: was like a young libertarian type
0: i mean uh, i mean i guess i guess that's one way of saying it but
1: I don't know if I'd really go down that road with it. But. Yeah, that was a, that was attempted to segue that just didn't work well. I got you. Yeah, but
0: yeah. A, 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 a attempted to segue that worked well though? This place was so draconian that they would probably give people life sentences for one point five ounces of weed.
1: Oh wow! All right, that was I'll, I'll give you that one. That was a better one. Can can you tell us that story? Yes. Yeah, so
0: there's a person by the name of Alan Russell. He was in possession of five bags of marijuana. When he was arrested oh, five in 2017. Bags, yeah, Intent to distribute. Two of the five bags contained 1.5 ounces. So the Mississippi law actually permits life sentences for habitual offenders if the offender served a year in prison for two individual felonies and if one of the felonies was a violent offense. So he now has. Uh, he served a previous time for two home burglaries and an unlawful possession of a firearm. But because of this, because of these bags of marijuana, now he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life. Okay, they're giving him a life sentence. It went to the supreme for the to the um, uh, Mississippi Supreme Court, and um, in between their, I, I don't even know what you want to call it. I, it just in between their uh, chewing of tobacco or whatever, fucking redneck backwards ass, fucking hicks <laughs> in Mississippi. Um, yeah, Mississippi
1: is a whole different world.
0: You ain't you ain't lying. They're going to give this guy. Was that that was you. That was not me.
1: Yeah, that was on our computer. No.
0: So that's going to give this guy one, again, serve life sentences. I, I mean, here's the thing, man. At what point are we going to realize that the drug war is fucking completely useless and we end it?
1: Uh, it looks like we're getting there. At least with pot, you know, and probably with psychedelics here soon. Yes, it does look like it with
0: psychedelics as well. And, and you know what? When you find out that the government was researching this stuff before and then, and then banned it all after that right not for safety reasons but because they just didn't want other people to use it do you like how mad do you get at the government for that part
1: uh well i I don't know that i necessarily get mad at the government it's highly expected uh, because one of the things that now more research is showing is that um you know uh, psychedelics opens your mind to completely new ways of thinking And one of those basically what uh, and specifically the uh, article I was reading earlier today on this was actually uh, regarding LSD and how what they're saying about LSD is that it uh, it it forces you to abandon your preconceptions about things. And look at things in a whole new way as if you're looking at it from the first time and now, of course, this is like Whoa, dude, look at my hand, you know? Yeah, and so it's it's part of that but also it's a retraining of the brain to You know kind of suppress some of that um, That learned notions of the world uh, based on your own experiences and try to look at things from a different angle. And I honestly believe, and I've said this for years, that doing psychedelics really will help you think more clearly about the world. And will help you, uh, (laughs) we're just talking about this outside, there's different types of libertarians. Mm -hmm. And one of the types of libertarians I was talking about is the people who have done psychedelics. And I think those type of libertarians are the people that look at everything and question it all. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, questioning government is a huge part of that uh, because so many things that you knew to be real throughout your entire life and you just accepted because it is, and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Psychedelics will put you in a mindset that will. Tend to change that to some degree, so you don't necessarily just say, "Well, that's it's always been like that." I that's that's the way it is. You you don't necessarily think that that's the way it has to be. So I think that that's a a big deal. But yeah, I I think we are slowly going down that road. But it's clear that that's why government probably would want to suppress that information, because the last thing that governments want is a whole bunch of people questioning them.
0: Well, exactly.
1: You know, uh, they want a docile and complicit you know, uh, citizenry. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think one of the things that, uh, you know, things like LSD and mushrooms and mescaline do is help you, um, you know, evolve beyond that. Yeah. So
0: in the article that you referenced, by the way, it says, but the brain works differently on psychedelics. According to rebus substances, such as LSD, weaken the influence of prior beliefs that the brain uses to make sense of the world. In one sense, the drug rewinds the brain's clock to a time before it learned that walls tend to not move and furniture is rarely threatening. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a great way of putting it
0: <laughs> So I think that's pretty cool though And again I've never taken LSD I've never, I've never done any of that Like the, the strongest stuff I've ever done is weed
1: Right But I kind of want to now though Oh, You absolutely should so. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Anytime you do, just let me know. I'll, hell, I'll even babysit you. I wouldn't be a good babysitter, though. I'd fuck with you way too much. Yeah, I would I, not yeah. want to do it with you. No, no, that's me. that's probably a good
0: move. <laughs> I actually don't want... I, I want to go to you after I'm done, right.
1: not while I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, unless we not do it... Not that I don't trust you.
1: Unless we do it together. Oh, well, you know? if we did it together, then I would be for it. We would have to record that, too. Yes. Just for posterity. I mean, we might not ever want to air it, <laughs> but it might be fun to record. Yeah, just to see. I would re- definitely record it, and I would possibly hear it. Yeah, yeah, who knows? It, I, it, I would try. It could, be, it could be like, you know, just like a whole lot of silence and then like a, just a word here and there. That's the most likely case. Here's the thing. And things that made no sense. Okay, so, so
0: once I get the garage fixed, right? right? Once yeah. I get it ready to go. We'll do it in the garage, right? And we'll just record the entire. Like, how long will it be? Like, is it like a 2 hour oh, thing? Yeah,
1: it's 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 all day. It's all day, right? Yeah.
0: So we'll just record all day, and then see if we can find any bits in there that might work. Yeah,
1: maybe, maybe. You know, yeah. like I don't a, know if I want to be in your garage all day, though. Where do you want to go? Hey, you're, you want to walk in the park, holding hands? <laughs> maybe not the holding hand, but it's good to be in nature. Okay. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's what I always used to like. I to can do. walk
0: around Newport. We can walk around Newport Richie. It's fun.
1: I would uh, no. I you don't want to be walking around a town, dude. Why you not? want to be. You want to be somewhere safe. You know. You want to like. I always like to do it when I was camping. That was always my thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go camping and you know trip for the weekend. That sort of thing. Uh, hypothetically, it uh, gives a
0: know. camping trip a whole new meaning, doesn't it? <laughs> it
1: Totally does. Totally does. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's the kind of thing you want to do. You don't want to necessarily be in a crowded environment where you have to lot have a lot of stimulus uh, you know a lot of real world stimuli and and have to make a lot of you know critical decisions that's just that can go wrong for you so i think i think that's a a mistake people make
0: i got you okay so there's one other thing i want to i want to i want to mention in this article the scientists analyzed fmri brain scans of people on placebo or lsd these revealed four distinct states or patterns of activity that the brain switched between when the volunteers were resting in the scanner. Two of the brain states were largely driven by sensory parts of the brain, while the other two involved the kind of top-down processing the brain performs to make sense of the world. On LSD, the brain spent less time on higher-level processing and more on sensory-level activities, or sensory-driven activities.
1: Yeah, yeah, makes total sense.
0: That's crazy though man yeah, yeah I mean I'm glad that they're I'm glad that they're doing more research on stuff like this right I think that you know if you listen to there's some researchers or some scientists out there that have really talked about how like before like you know long long time ago that some of these ancient cultures actually tapped much more into that part of human growth
1: oh yeah absolutely I mean it, it, so many various uh you know, uh, Native civilizations um, did that sort of thing from uh, the Native Americans with peyote and mescaline and, you know, all over the world. Anybody who, um, you know, was considered a, a mystical society generally had some type of uh, psychedelic drugs that they used, you yeah. know. So, uh, again, it's uh, not necessarily going to make you see God, but it, it might make you, uh, you know, look at the world a little differently and in a little better way. And uh, I, I think it's it's great for for helping people to think more critically and helping people to overcome depression and things of that nature. Yeah, uh, just because it it. it Again, I don't want to sound like Timothy Leary or, you know, hey, man, you, LSD is awesome, but it is, awesome. it does expand your mind. It, it does expand your thinking a little bit. Well, so
0: you're thinking, if you're going to say that, you need to go, it expands your mind, bruh. <laughs> right. It right. expands your mind,
1: bruh. It's
0: totally, man.
1: Totally, man. Yeah. Totally. Bro. Man. I, 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 I
0: so wanted to get high before I did the show today, and I totally resisted every, every, like, like I wanted to. Oh, like you got me. really what? I, uh, allegedly you, you holding? not, not on. No, I'm not, uh, not on me. Well, I was going to say, was, let's make it happen right now.
1: <laughs> uh, no, but uh, of course, you know, uh, all this we do as a radio bit and I actually, I have done uh psychedelics, but it's, it's been well over 20 years since I've done any.
0: Is that what the, is that what the, uh, the, the length of the, uh, what do you call that?
1: Mm, the effect?
0: No, 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 not the effect. The, um,
1: Statute, Statute of, of limitations? limitations. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm being totally truthful. It's been well over twenty years, probably over twenty five.
0: Well, then we need. We'll definitely need to set that up
1: then. Yeah, I don't. No, it's it's got to be over that because I don't think I've, I I I didn't do it after my kids were born. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. So yeah.
0: Well, you're old enough now. They're not there, so you can do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah it, right. There. I'm I'm back. That's back the thing. in the game.
1: I will tell you that is uh being an empty nester is such a liberating experience. Yeah. You know uh, because it's. It, it truly is. You get like a you get like a second teenage uh, life. You know, yeah. I mean, I've done more weed in the past couple of years than I think I did all of the 1990s. <laughs> 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 like since COVID started, I've done more weed than I I, I did. You know, probably uh, yeah throughout the 90s. Yeah, there so, you go. So it's uh yeah it's it's a very liberating experience. You get to be you get to kind of be a kid again because you you literally have. You
0: don't have any really responsibilities. Yeah, the stuff that you do,
1: it's on autopilot. Especially for you, it's on autopilot. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's. um, Well, I wouldn't say it's on autopilot per se, but it's like it's uh, not hard though. If if if, uh, on a Saturday night I want to smoke weed, I can smoke weed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not worried about what what are the kids doing. Yeah, it's like shit. (laughs) Nobody's here. Right. Yeah, and you know it's funny. Both my kids hate weed.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't think I trust them for
1: that. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. So I failed as a parent. Yeah. I'm hoping Mikey likes weed. Nah, he's, pre- he's not going to. Ah, oh, it sucks. Yeah. So.
0: And does he know. not like it because I like it and you don't want to like what your parents like? Is that and what it is? And probably
1: because it's legal and all the old people are doing it now. <laughs> it's probably what it is. I mean, shit. Uh, I met a woman yesterday, actually, uh, who was uh, 70 years old and uh, she was talking about how much she loves to smoke pot. <laughs> So the the oh, if I
0: was an old person, I'd fucking smoke weed. Oh every hell day, yeah! Why wouldn't long. you? I'd wake and bake every day, <laughs> right? Like yeah. I don't think I would ever be awake and not at least be a little fucking high.
1: It, but, you, what else you got going
0: on? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. My mom doesn't do that. Like I don't know. My mom doesn't ask me for fucking weed. Like just, well, she was never a hippie, was she? Yeah, she's a oh man. really?
1: Oh yeah. Going to
0: Led Zeppelin concerts. Oh god. Deep yeah. Purple. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. You know? Well, there you go. Yeah, you know I that and I think that's probably what it is. Is you know. What kid is going to want to do something cool that his grandparents are also doing?
0: I mean, you know I guess what I'm saying? So, but like at the same time though, like I just but weeds just fun <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. just take look, just taking a couple hits, man. For me, like if I had a bad day, like just taking a couple hits, man, moves it back down to a good level. Right, Like really instantly it's, it's not instant, but it's kind of instant. Like it doesn't take very long. Right. Like last night, like I, I had a bad day. I didn't have a bad day yesterday, but it was just a long day. Right. And so I get home and, you know, take a couple and then you're just like, oh, 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 there you go. Right. Right. So, exactly. All right. So I wanted to get into this article though. So the Supreme court throws abortion fight into center of midterms. Yeah. This is a story that requires like some context, I guess you could say. Okay. If you remember when Obama was there to pick a Supreme Court justice, Merrick Garland, and the Republicans blocked him from picking or, or blocked them from picking Merrick Garland. That gave when Trump won that that mid or that election, that presidential election, he ended up getting 3 picks out of that. On the Supreme Court, okay, he got. I, I forget all the names though, but he got he got those three picks: Amy Coney Barrett, um, John Roberts. Is it John? Did he get John? No, Roberts? No, he was that no, was before. That was before. So, Amy Coney Barrett. Fuck, uh, I can't remember their names. Whatever. Yeah, Roberts was a Bush appointing, wasn't no, he? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So, but basically. The left the whole time was all up in arms is that they're going to try to overturn Roe versus Wade. They're going to try to overturn Roe versus Wade and all this kind of stuff. And any arguments that you would hear publicly from the Republicans that would address their concern would be like, they're not going to be able to overturn Roe versus Wade. Right. So for a long time, you'd have this fight back and forth about, you know, Roe versus Wade. Well, (laughs) it looks like that the people on the left might have had a little bit of a point to this. Because in agreeing to hear potentially groundbreaking abortion cases, the Supreme Court has energized activists on both sides of the long-running debate who are now going to, are girding to make abortion access a major issue in next year's midterm elections. For many evangelicals, the case could serve as validation of more than four decades of persistent work and sometimes awkward relationships with former President Donald Trump whose three Supreme Court appointments sealed a 6-3 conservative majority. If those justices unite to uphold Mississippi's law banning abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy, it would mark the first step towards the possible demise of 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, which established a nationwide right to abortion at any point before the fetus can survive outside the womb, roughly 24 weeks. So the first thing is, Mississippi's case took it from, is taking it from 24 to 15 weeks. Okay. I think this is where the fetal heartbeat comes into play. I think that's what it. What they're... I think this is the fetal heartbeat bill. Okay. So they are looking
1: to well, ha- minimize it to 15 weeks. Hang on a second. So currently in Mississippi, it's 24 weeks. Well... And the law... It, it was 24 weeks, and then the law moved it down to 15. That's right. Okay. Uh, so a woman can't have an abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. That's right. Okay. All right. Got it. So... Which I imagine is a very hard thing to define exactly you know what i'm saying
0: well here's the thing though how long is 15 weeks though how many months is that
1: well it's uh four and a half i mean roughly it's it's a little it's about four it's about four months here's
0: the thing it's not a small amount of time
1: right yeah
0: i mean you should know by that by that time if you're pregnant or not right
1: uh yeah yeah. typically well actually I, i take it back it's it's uh it's about three and a half months So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I I would think in three and a half months, that should be enough time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because here's the thing. I
0: I was, when I first got involved in politics and really started seriously thinking about issues like abortion, I never really got into it as a political, like, I never really went there and took a policy stand other than the government shouldn't be involved. Right. People need to make their own decisions. But personally, I was much more of a pro-abortion person in the beginning. Right. And I am much more now on the pro-life side of things. Right. I'm not pro-banning abortion, but I am pro-link or shortening the time and then having a ban at a certain point. Right. Like Mississippi's law, 15 weeks, I really don't have a problem with it. Right. Like I personally don't have to take issue with it because I think that it still allows for abortion. It just allows for abortion. You gotta make a decision pretty quick. You can't, you know, you right. can't go a long time. Yeah. So my my viewpoint on this has adjusted and, and a part of it actually has to do with some of the people I've met and kind of had conversations with, you know, you, right. Danielle, Austin Peterson mm-hmm. surprisingly enough he actually has I, I listened to I, t- I listen I had a conversation with him and he was talking about where he was at on this issue right and he's an atheist and he was just like I'm against abortion right and here's why and he laid out his case for it I'm like well you know what that makes a lot of like that makes a lot of sense I don't know if I can argue that right you know he made a pro-liberty case for abortion right you know because the liberty of the child that's in the womb
1: right means something it's always yeah that's the thing it's it's always been uh, you have to determine a point uh, because you've got two people's uh, individual rights in conflict. You've got the rights of the woman and the rights of the unborn child. And you have to make a determination at which point in time does one's rights supersede the other. And I think that, uh, and I've always said this, is that probably the the right time is when the child can survive outside the womb. Yeah. Um, because at that point, that's the point at which you are protecting an actual human life essentially mm-hmm. you know because if that point if at that point in time the woman went into labor the child could survive you know so again that's i think that's probably a fair way to do it it gives the wo- woman time early on uh to make a choice but at some point that choice b- is going to become locked in yeah you know what i'm saying well but here's the other
0: thing too though that you're talking about if that if that baby can survive outside the womb at that time right then what would stop that woman from just having a procedure to have the baby removed
1: uh that's it's not really it can't quite be done yet but the technology probably isn't real far away okay um you know and and the other side of the equation is it's going to potentially threaten the the child's life you know it's being born that premature can have a lot of consequences to the child so it's not just like hey it's let's okay we're at 24 weeks let's have a healthy baby it doesn't work that way but i think that very soon in the in the very near future uh we're going to get to the point with uh, neonatal care that we could actually remove a fetus from a woman and bring it to four full term um you know artificially so to speak. So essentially, I think what you'll you'll start having is uh, a lot more of that, Yeah. especially as uh, if fertility rates keep falling, um, you know, to, to save uh, <laughs> civilization and to, uh, you know, keep the Ponzi scheme of government going. They're probably going to want to make sure that there's less and less abortions and more viable births. Yeah. You know. So uh, maybe this is, uh, you know, all part of the plan. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was. But I think the funny part is and I think the reason I brought this up as a as, a, as an article was you now do have that six, three majority. Right. Is this the issue that is going to cause the Democrats to remove the filibuster and to pack the court in order to save abortion?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I and forgot. I, 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 I forgot even to ask that question. Right. I don't even know why yeah. I fucking oh, bothered to ask oh, that fucking it, question. Is, is government doing something? Uh, interesting. <laughs> well, look, I don't think they're gonna. There's going to be any suge- significant change to the abortion law. uh The one exception is that the Supreme Court may say that instead of just saying the states can't prohibit abortion they might definitively say that x point in time is when uh, abortions can no longer be you know conducted legally so they might actually set a hard deadline Uh, right now in this country i think that's up to the states when the deadline is yeah Um, so they may Essentially federalize the the point in time in which abortions can be conducted. And they may also make the determination in cases of rape and incest or and things like that. But I would think in those cases, you'd probably want to have a abortion pretty quick anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like you're going to be waiting till the last minute to undecided on that. You know, um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But I don't think here's what I think is primarily going to happen is that a whole lot of really angry people on both sides and a whole lot of opportunistic politicians are going to use this as a campaign issue.
0: Well, that's true that's really sure. all that's
1: going to happen. You know, and the actual outcome is going to not be a whole lot different than it currently is, which is like so much of the world today, um, you know, full of sound and fury signifying nothing. That's like society.
0: Speaking of sound and fury signifying nothing, by the way, the House on Wednesday passed a bill to establish a commission to investigate the January 6th attack on the Capitol.
1: Hooray. <laughs> Yay, government. <laughs>
0: well, all the Republicans were against it. All the Democrats were
1: for it. Oh, a big shock there,
0: huh? Yeah. yeah. Imagine that, that. Right. Well, 35 Republicans joined the Democrats in voting for it, though. Right, right. But I don't
1: think it's going to have any. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll make it through the uh, Senate. Though. What happened to all the riots? I missed the riots. We haven't had riots in a while now. Um, we need some shit to go down. I I, I want to see more buildings burning.
0: I don't think you're going to see more buildings burning, buddy. What the I'm fuck, sorry, man?
1: Ah, oh, god, Americans can't do anything. Joe right. Biden's
0: in charge now. It's Joe Biden's America,
1: right? So well, yeah, he's really fucking things up, isn't he? He sure enough is. Isn't god, he? he's really fucking fucking up my uh, crypto. Uh, uh, you know. That's uh, that's not looking good. That took a di- dip, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's gonna make it back though, right? No, oh, I know. I don't care. I'm just accumulating, so
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, you're getting it right now. You're getting it on a sale.
1: Well, I don't. I don't ever use cash uh, to purchase cryptocurrency. I create cryptocurrency, so it, it's really kind of you know, it, it doesn't help me when the price goes down because it's my cost to create it is fixed. Yeah, yeah, um, but uh, you know, it hurts my overall net worth. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, buddy. I'm, I'm down. I'm, you know, I, 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 instead of worth uh, being worth $8, now I'm worth four. Oh, yeah, you'll get back to eight, buddy. I hope so. You'll get back. Maybe to one eight. day I can be at 12.
0: Maybe. Well, God don't, get a little, don't get a little too crazy. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> what else we got to talk about? All right.
0: So the other one I want to talk about was, I, I just thought this was funny because it says the Pentagon has never passed an audit. Some senators want to change that.
1: Yeah, well, I thought they, well, they've never passed an audit. They've been audited. And I think the last time they got audited, they were missing like $3 trillion. <laughs> like they could not account for $3 trillion. Well,
0: they don't, but they don't, they, know, they just won't show all the money. Like, so right. when the Pentagon launched its first ever independent financial audit back in 2017, hold on, by the way, read that again when the Pentagon launched its first ever independent financial audit back in 2017, right. backers of accountability and government welcomed it as a major step for department with tra- to track records of financial boondoggles, but the defense department failed that audit, and the next two as well, now lawmakers are introducing a bipartisan bill that would impose a penalty for any part of the department, including the military, that fails to undergo a clean audit. Right. Like, are you fucking <clears throat> kidding me? Like,
1: so what happens if they fail the audit? They lose money. Okay.
0: Like they get their money, they get they get a percentage of their budget taken away, right? If they fail the audit. Okay. All right. Which, I mean, the, you have to actually do it at that point, though. And this is what yeah, happens. Yeah, because they're going to fail the audit. Yeah, because this is what happens though. Every time is that you hear like when they do the the what do they call it sequestration, where they were cutting like they're automatically were cutting budgets, but they never really cut. It's only cutting the increase anyway.
1: Right. 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 But
0: they couldn't even like You're they can't like even about keep about those baseline? rules. Yeah. 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 Like they can't even keep their own rules with that. Because they'll always just give them more money because these guys will hide behind patriotism and the flag. And if you don't love America, then you got to let us just spend oodles and oodles of money. Right. Because you can't question anything that the defense department's actually spending money on. And
1: a lot of it's off the books anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, because they're spending money on shit you probably they don't want you to know about.
1: Well, either they don't want. Well, they probably don't want anyone to know about, you know, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, at bare minimum, a lot of it's happening on black projects, uh, you know, like skunk work stuff, uh, you know, development of new technology that is so advanced that they're just keeping it completely off the books. Mm-hmm. But also a lot of it is spent, you know, um, supporting dictators and, uh, you know, uh, Arming ISIS and you know yeah. <laughs> shit that the the American people really don't want our government to be doing. I mean, a lot of American people would be like, "Okay, look, if you're developing some top st- secret thing and you've got to fudge the numbers a little bit to you know keep any prying eyes from finding out about it," a lot of Americans will accept that. But what a lot of that money is being spent on is things that are actually operating counter to what most americans would want the military to be doing that's true no absolutely true and and so i think that's where more of the problem comes in Mm -hmm. because it's it's almost as if the black projects are you know and when i say that i'm talking about like the skunk work stuff the the top top secret stuff you know new weapons technology stuff i think a lot of americans would be okay with that but they wouldn't be okay with what a huge chunk of that off books money is going and,
0: that, to. Well, and that's where the government takes advantage of the population is because they know that if you wrap it around the new technology stuff right. that right. americans are going to give that stuff a pass so they arm isis using that money and then they will demonize any government representative or anybody else that calls them out on it right. by calling them like a russian agent or an you know an assad supporter right or something like that
1: because that's how they got tulsi at at no time at no time Did the Pentagon spend unauthorized funds on any hypersonic B-3 jet projects? It was a B-4. B-4, yeah. (laughs) Whatever.
0: It's the Fauci thing. It was Fauci was doing.
1: Oh, that's right. We have a B-3 now. No, No, we don't. We don't have a B-3 yet. Before. before before
0: Before. all right so let me say this the new legislation the audit the pentagon act of 2021 will require any component of the defense department that fails to pass a clean audit to forfeit one percent of its budget back to the treasury to be applied against the federal federal deficit the bill is slated to be introduced on wednesday in the lawmakers' eyes, the Pentagon's inability to go through successful independent audit is the, is a major reason why the Defense Department has, for years, been associated with financial blunders and abuses. The Pentagon is expected to receive seven hundred and forty billion dollars in the current financial year. They note, but it hasn't been able to account for where all the money goes. Yeah, and Big here's shock. the thing: they actually get way more than seven hundred forty billion because that doesn't take into account the actual the other budget that's going on
1: right now. Oh, too. I just put it all together, but. Why do you think now the Pentagon is disclosing UFOs?
0: To take their mind
1: off of the money that they're spending? No, to justify it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, we we couldn't tell you before, but all this off-books money we we're using to fight UFOs <laughs> we've been we've been fighting aliens. <laughs> That's where the three trillion went. I mean shit, if it wasn't for that man, uh, you you'd, you'd have lizard people walking down the street. You know, you should be thanking us. <laughs> That's what's happening, man. It's a dog and pony show. Holy shit. <laughs> I think I might I be on to something. I don't, here. I don't know
0: how far off you are. I don't you might you might actually Holy shit! If this comes down this way, <laughs> mark the tape. By the way, yeah. holy crap! Eleven twenty-two on five twenty-two.
1: <laughs> it could be. It could be. I wouldn't Demon put a past him. hold
0: on. What, hold on. What minute mark of the show are we in?
1: Uh, we're at uh, forty-six, forty-seven. Forty-seven. Okay, yeah. so forty-six minutes into the show,
0: Adrian made a point that I think might end up being very, uh, very uh, fortuitous. Is that? Fortuitous be the right word?
1: Uh, uh well, uh, telling, very uh, um, prophetic I, is prophetic, I, think, yeah, I, think I needed a quarter word for. there. I, wanted, I, didn't quarter. Want to, I didn't want
0: I didn't want a nickel word.
1: There. And you know, uh, folks, here's the thing: if you want to be able to think like me, all you need to do is take LSD. There you go. Right? Maybe See? that's why
0: they're against LSD. Exactly,
1: because <laughs> they didn't want you to think about how it was how they're 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 battling the aliens because it makes you think crazy thoughts that once in a while are actually correct. Yes. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. yeah well at least we're gonna find out about uh, et you know let's hope so so expensive i'm really gonna be
0: disappointed if aliens look like et though
1: yeah yeah not et yeah we i'm have really ET. hoping that there's no et i'm hoping they're like you know octopus type you know i want them to be totally non-humanoid because that would that would blow up that would probably be far more exciting than my theory that they're you know like we talked about last week that they're future humans or that they're, um, you know, the ones that seeded us or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, we, I hope they are octopuses, octopi. You, you know, hope so. Or huh? something like that. Yeah. Floating squid like creatures, more than two arms. Yeah. Yeah. Just something or more than
0: four appendages.
1: I'm hoping there's something totally fucking alien, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And these, uh, these humanoid things are just things they created to, you know, work on earth because it's easier to work on earth with two arms and two legs. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That'd be cool. They're kind of, actually they're probably all robots. All the ETs we've seen are actually uh, robots. You think that's what the real aliens? Yeah, are like you know liquid creatures or something. It'd be way more fun. I hope that's the case. But we're about to find out here pretty soon. I guess so. Because as soon as that audit kicks in, it's like, hey, look at these aliens. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we just have to shed the masks now. Right. Right. So, so another article I wanted to get into today. It says even with no mass guidance, some pockets of the U.S. aren't ready to let go. Right. So as more Americans shed their universal mask mandates for those who are vaccinated. Hey, you know, it's funny is a universal mask mandate. (laughs) Didn't have that really in Florida, did we, though? No. Um, Many Americans are weighing how much faith to put into the new guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the integrity of their unvaccinated peers who are supposed to follow the
1: rules and keep wearing masks. You know, that's actually funny that now they're questioning the uh, CDC's integrity (laughs) when they're telling them that you don't need to wear a mask. Well, here's the thing.
0: This is an article on NPR. Right. And so I wanted to make the point of, is this how they framed it in the beginning when there were people that didn't want to follow the CDC's guidance against wearing a mask? No.
1: Like they framed those people as, uh, you know, uninformed and science you know, deniers. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Threats to, the, threats yeah. to other people. Right. Like,
0: and here's the thing. So now when the other side is questioning the CDC's guidance, again, this is the Biden administration. It's, it's you know, like, like it ain't like Trump's still in charge. Right. So, but as they are now question, now they're going to question the guidance from the CDC now because they're going with an opinion that they don't like.
1: Yes. And that's the, that's all the world is anymore. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and everybody does it. I mean, we were going the other way because we didn't agree with the opinions before. Yeah, you know. well, I still don't like the CDC. I though. actually, I, I st- and I still don't trust them. I actually did a mask experiment this week. Oh, you did? I did. I did. Um, I put on two surgical masks. Okay, mm-hmm. two. I was wearing two surgical masks, and then sanded the uh, cedar shiplap in the on uh, uh, the back wall of my den. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I created a whole bunch of particles that were. Uh, I'm going to say on average about 1 million times uh, larger than uh, a uh, a single uh, coronavirus cell. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I uh, saw what, what the effectiveness of keeping those thousand times larger particles out of my respiratory system were. Failed completely. Man, I was blowing out sawdust out of my nose and hacking it up for like three days really okay, wearing two masks i thought to myself did you not
0: wear them correctly
1: no i wore them as tight as i could you know i you know, pushed the metal down part around my nose and did one higher the other so it was like it would have to go through two layers yeah and, you know uh did everything i could to keep these sawdust particles out of my respiratory tract didn't work didn't work at all not not even remotely i might as well have not had them on might as well went down on a, well, wooden, a wooden a wooden uh Hobby doll. I I did that one time, got splinters in the tongue. It wasn't pleasant. Um, (laughs) But no, it's it again, it probably reduced it dramatically. uh, So I'm being a little facetious here. But and again, I I did think about that, though, and I thought, you know, here we are doing all this crazy stuff, thinking masks are going to protect us and it won't keep out these particles that are literally a million times larger and i'm not being facetious that a a a particle of sawdust is probably on the the range of uh well it's not a million times it's it's probably a thousand times i'm being exaggerating here um but it's you know a a a sawdust particle is probably on the in the neighborhood of 50 microns you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a large piece it's a tangible thing you can like literally look at one particle of sawdust in your hand right yeah um And if it's not, if those masks are not preventing those from getting through, and again, they're getting through the gaps in the sides, they're probably not going directly through the paper, but they're getting in all the areas that they can get in. Um, Then what do you think viruses are doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when, when, if someone coughs nearby and there's suddenly, you know, billions of virus particles in the air, they're getting through your mask. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, again, it probably slowed it down to some degree, but the the fact that people put this bizarre faith in these masks, and if they were just using a little common sense, they'd realize that, you know, it, they're minimally effective. yeah, you know,
0: so anyway. All right, hold on. Now there's one other thing that was that I said here that I want to repeat again, though. many Americans are weighing how much faith to put in the new guidance from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and prevention. And here's the part I want to focus on and the integrity of their unvaccinated peers who are supposed to follow the rules and keep wearing masks. Right. Here's the thing. If your vaccine works, then what are you worried about the people that are not vaccinated for? It's on them, not on
1: you. Right. So what does it matter unless your vaccine doesn't work? Well, to to some degree, it it does. And and again, and that's the thing. There's no black and white in any of this. Uh, If you're vaccinated. You have a 90 to 95 percent chance of having your immune system tackle any exposure you have to whatever you're vaccinated against. Yeah. And as more people are vaccinated, that becomes less likely, you are know, more and more effective because it's you know, so There, there is truth to everything they're saying. But. There's also there's no perspective, there's no perspective and it's so exaggerated and the threat is has been so overblown and it's that's where it all comes in. So when you take every if you if you zero in on one particular thing like that, you're going to end up scaring yourself. But if you look back at the broader picture and you look at all the variables, then you realize that, yeah, it's time to take the masks off. And we never should have really probably put them on in the first place. And basically, this was much ado about nothing. And yes, a half a million people died. Um, But guess what you know 8 million people die every year You know of something. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Uh, So and that's just in the u.s. So it's it's just one of those things that it's It's so ridiculous that we're still having this conversation and I hate the fact that it's still like the biggest topic of conversation Everywhere, it's like people can't stop talking about this. It's done. It's over I mean now they're going they're going after Texas right now uh, because uh, basically, there's a, a, an article in The Atlantic that says the Texas mask mystery. Okay. And basically, the article is is that Texas eliminated their mask uh, regulations very early. Okay. Uh, long before most other states did. And The Atlantic is baffled by the fact that they didn't have a huge increase in COVID cases. You know, in fact, it was pretty much flat. Same thing in Florida. Florida did away with their mass laws and, you know, nothing really happened. So now they're trying to figure out why, how this possibly could have happened. You know, like, uh, for example, (coughs) uh, what was it? Um, (laughs) How could a policy so consequential or at least so publicly contested do so little? (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's a real question and and uh the predictions of reopening advocates uh, and opponents failed to materialize the authors concluded of this study it's like they don't understand how that could have happened well again it's you're putting too much faith in that to have been effective at all so i think the masks were like while there was some effectiveness to them that were just Minimal at best. Well, I think that they switch the argument sometimes when
0: they talk about, well, the economy doesn't do anything. It wasn't the mask mandates. It's that you force places to close, fuckheads. Mm-hmm. Like, the mask... The, look, a mask mandate doesn't have this nearly the same effect as forcing my business to close.
1: Right. Well, here's the thing. I think that if we hadn't done anything, it, it, I think that we probably would have seen this be... About the same. I don't think it would have been much different in transmission. I don't think it would have been much different in deaths. Um, Hold on, hold on. on. Let me ask
0: a question because I I hmm. need a clarifying question for what you're saying. Okay. When you say do nothing, you mean that you had the government mandate nothing?
1: Yes. Okay. Absolutely. But individuals would have acted differently though. Oh, sure. Individuals would have done whatever they would have wanted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, But But you think
0: that there's a lot of individuals though that would have sheltered in place, that would have, you know, wear masks when they go out. And that they would have done things to protect themselves
1: i think just about everyone would have naturally altered their behavior to some degree some some, somewhat and that goes from uh you know anywhere from okay i'm gonna wear a mask or i'm not gonna go outside when i you know not gonna go to to populated places when i don't need to uh i'm gonna wash my hands more often i think uh, a lot of people would have made those decisions on their own yeah you know uh but i think that probably a third to half the people would have gone on business as, as they always have would have made zero changes whatsoever. And I honestly think that the infection rates would have gone up very slightly and the number of deaths might've gone up a little bit. Um, but uh, for the most part, it would have been minimal. You know? yeah. I, I think, I think pretty much everything we did had no effect. And I think that where we're seeing that is in the places that did nothing or did less, and the places that locked down completely, and were the most, uh, you know, uh, draconian in their laws against shutting down, the the rates weren't all that different. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest correlation was population population density. Yeah. You know, where the population was the most dense is was where it you know had the most cases, and that goes. That's like a duh. You know, but I think that the the draconian closings and the lockdowns and anything had virtually no effect. And I think if we objectively go back and study the data, that's what we're going to see. Yeah. You know, and again, it's it's another case of government has no power to do really much anything about something like a virus. And it's also another thing. And I want to say this. And this is why I don't think that the virus, any virus, is ever going to eradicate mankind or do anything really significant to reduce the population of, of any major species on the planet because our entire uh, evolution from the, the time we were single-celled organisms has been designed to compete with viruses. It's what we do. We know how to do. Our systems are completely designed uh, to handle this situation. So, I don't think everyone who's worried that someday a virus is going to wipe out my in- I I think the worst, absolute worst, a virus could ever do to any major population is kill like five percent, and beyond well, that, it's never going to happen. But no, no, no. But back in the day, though, that didn't happen. Though before, like you know, whether in the Black Plague and during the you know. Well, the Black Plague was a, a bacterial infection. And that's a little bit different. Bacterial infections can have a, a greater, uh, greater consequences. Because that in, killed like half in a the lot population, of cases, yeah. And I think today, especially today, there's no way it could get. No, it didn't, I think it killed off about a third. Maybe in some in some uh, isolated areas, it killed off more than that. But uh, I think today, as the things we know just about simple hygiene and simple things like indoor plumbing w- make it impossible. Literally impossible for a virus or, or even a bacteria uh, to ever infect that many people, you know, to ever be that consequential to mankind, no matter how deadly it is, uh, because it's just, you know, it, it's the nature of nature. Okay. You know, so I don't think we have to worry about that. But guess what? We're What's out time? of time. We're not out of time. We're out of time. We're really? at an hour. Uh, we I, I don't where we long winded. We didn't, didn't seem like we cover much on that. I know, right? Anyway, we got a lot of stuff that we missed. So if you want to listen to us in the second hour, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up to be a patron. You get everything in the second hour. Uh, You get this extra hour of content. Plus, you get a whole lot of free swag. I'm talking a ton of free swag. Go check it uh, out. Patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. And we'll see you on the other side. All right.